Get your Bible, turn to James chapter 1, starting in verse 6. We're looking at the contemporary English version today. And we're going to talk about what it means to be locked in faith. What is locked in faith? While you're looking for that passage, I'll tell you a little story about a five-year-old boy who desperately wanted a baby brother. And so he went to his dad and made his request and also volunteered to do anything that he could do to help make that possible. And the dad said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, if you will go pray and ask God for two months, I guarantee you two months from now, you'll have a baby brother. And so the little boy decided that very night he would set about that task and he began to pray. Every night for a month he prayed for a new baby brother. But he began to tell his friends in the neighborhood about what he was doing and all of them laughed at him and they said it doesn't work that way. You can't just pray for two months and wham, oh God will give you a baby brother. And so he gave up after a month, he got discouraged and he stopped praying and for another full month he didn't pray. But at the end of that second month, his mama went to the hospital and a couple of days later she came home and was in her bedroom laying on her bed and the dad brought the five-year-old in. He said, I want you to come in here for a minute. And he came into the room and noticed a little bundle laying next to his mother and the dad pulled back the blanket and lo and behold, it wasn't one, but there were two new baby brothers. And the dad said to him, now aren't you glad you prayed? And the little boy said, yes, but now aren't you glad that I stopped praying when I did? Verse 6 says, but when you ask for something, you must have faith and not doubt. Because anyone who doubts is like an ocean wave that's tossed around in a storm. And if you're that kind of person, you can't make up your mind. And you surely can't be trusted. So don't expect the Lord to give you anything at all. My question this morning is, how locked in is your faith? Do you give up on your prayers or do you change them when they aren't answered quickly? Understand something about this passage of scripture that we're, that we're uh, taking this text from today. Uh, a lot of scholars believe that this was written by James to the Jewish Christians who had scattered after the martyrdom of Stephen. Do you remember that story? I won't go into it all but uh, completely, but Stephen who... Uh, was a godly man, was stoned to death because he believed in Christ. And when that happened, at the end of that stoning, there were a lot of Jewish Christians who scattered kind of like the diaspora. They scattered out, and, and as they were in their, in their scattering, James is attempting to reunite them, not necessarily to bring them back to the same place, but to unite them in their faith and to say to them, that they're going to have to be strong in their faith no matter what the cost is for doing so. He's telling them in, the, in this book or in this letter that their faith is going to be tested, but they're going to have to endure, become mature, and gain more wisdom. And he says God will grant them wisdom and whatever else that they have real need of if they will somehow lock in their faith and pray and believe and hold on to their request until it is granted. Seems that being an early 
church Christian wasn't for sissies. Any more than it's for sissies today. Because if you're a spiritual sissy, you're not going to hold on through the times that life is going to uh, send your way. The things that are going to happen to you and the things that the enemy is going to attack you with. Um, if, if you don't stay the course, if you don't follow Christ, if you're not committed to your faith, then, you're gonna, then this is going to be a real struggle for you. Your wisdom and your faith and your perseverance need to be rock solid. So this is what we're talking about. This passage is going gonna, is gonna to lay out for us a formula on how that our faith can be locked in. I want you to get your pen and a piece of paper or your phone or your iPad, however it is you're taking notes. And I want you to begin to write this down. It's a simple formula. It's one of those formulas you just keep adding to. So the first thing that they tell us here that we have to do, James said the first thing is that if you want your faith to be locked in, you must ask. And we need to break that down a little bit. Because we all understand what asking is. We all know what it means to ask for something, right? But you need to understand the translation of this particular word in this context, in this passage. The word means more here than just to simply request. There's a deeper, stronger connotation that's carried with this word ask. And it actually means to desire, to require, to crave, to beg. That takes asking to a whole new level, doesn't it? It's not enough to just say, hey, I would like to have something. This is a person who, uh, these are strong definitions, and this is a person who is bringing a firm, adamant request. This is a person who speaks up. They speak boldly. They speak with an expectation that this firm request is going to be granted. This is a person who's praying with authority, uh, the kind of authority that we receive from being the child of God. You remember last week we talked about how, or at least I talked about how, that I was never comfortable being one of those people that demands things of God. You remember that? I struggle with, uh, with, with anything that, that would somehow seem disrespectful. And, and I cannot bear the thought of, of being one of those people that says, God, you better do this. And this is not what this verse is talking about. There's a confidence and an authority that comes from being a child of the parent. When you live in the house, when you are part of the family, you begin to receive the authority to ask things differently from people who live outside of the house. And this is the person we're talking to. James is talking to believers. He's saying to believers, you need to be strong. You're going to need to be strong. You're going to need to endure. You're going to have to be mature. But, the, but, but he said, I want you to understand that you have the authority to ask for some things that are going to help you through this, that you're, through this ordeal that you're going to deal with. You have the authority because you belong to God. You're one of the kids and you live in the house. So you get to ask earnestly. You get to, you get to crave. You get to desire. You get to beg. You get to mean it. You get to be adamant. You can ask like nobody else can ask. When you're asking for things from the Lord. So we're boldly asking and believing God for the thing that we are petitioning. That the first question I'm going to ask you then is, is that how you petition the Lord with your prayers? Are you one of those people that when you ask, you know what you're asking for and you straight up ask earnestly? Secondly, to add to the formula... It says you must ask 
in faith. Let's add that to the formula. You must ask in faith. And what, we're, what we are focusing on in faith here is the word in. Because the word in, in this passage means immovable. There's no budging. There's no moving from the spot. This person is locked in. And the request that, they're, that they are praying comes from um, it comes from a stable and a decided position. Rick Renner, I, I love the teachings of Rick Renner. He says, he puts it this way, he says, faith stands still. I like that. Faith stands still. So once you are praying a prayer that you believe is a prayer that God can answer, because there's some kind of prayers that are not answerable prayers, but once you're praying that prayer that is God's will, we put it this way, we are praying according to God's word, his ways, and his will. When you're praying a prayer that's according to his word, his way, and his will, then you have the opportunity to pray from a place that does not waver. You're saying, God, I already know that this is your will for my life because you've already told me. You're the one that's leading me in this. I'm asking for this breakthrough so that I can accomplish your word and your purpose for my life. I'm, doing, I'm, trying, to do some, I'm trying to accomplish your plan. I'm not asking you for something frivolous or, or extravagant or something crazy. I'm praying this prayer because it's something that I need done in my life to help me further your plan for my life. When you can pray that kind of a prayer, you say, God, this is important, this is necessary, and I'm not going to move until I receive your answer. I'm going to ask in faith, believing, and not questioning. Ask in faith. Serious petition. Locked in. In faith, let's add to our formula. We must ask in faith, not doubting. Is your heart and your mouth in agreement with your prayers? You say, well, yeah, I mean, I, doesn't the word say out of the heart the mouth speaks? Well, there's a lot of things that come out of the mouth. You know what I'm saying. So, Pastor, are you saying that you think we could be wasting prayers? They're stupid, yeah. You could be wasting prayers. But, you know, God would treat that the same way as a parent treats stupid things from their kids. We still love them. We just ignore them. Right? They say something stupid like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say that in public. Just keep that here at the house. We still love them. It doesn't change the relationship. But we're certainly not going to do. We're not going to help them do that, are we? But this is, 
this is talking about prayers that according to the will, the way, and the word of God, if your mouth and your heart are not in agreement, then you can't believe in faith until they are. Because prayers that are always changing, they're never consistent, but they're just all over the place, are not going to get answered by God. And, and I'm going to give you the answer for that. Some of you say, well, that's not very nice. Why wouldn't God answer my prayer? Well, let me, I'm going to explain to you, I think, why that God won't answer the prayers of people when they're all over the place like this. Because It's not because he doesn't love you, but it's because of these two reasons. How can he answer them when they're constantly changing? And if he answered them, how would you even know he did? So James brings us to this, he paints this picture in our mind of of waves. And how many of you have ever been to the beach? You ever been to the beach when when the waves are coming in? And those waves are impressive, aren't they? Especially if you go out and, and try to stand in them, you know, stand about waist deep or a little bit deeper and let those big ones come in, knock you off your feet. They're impressive, but here's something about them. They look impressive, but they don't last. They're constantly all over the place. They're just moving everywhere. And so James is saying, just because you don't get the answer that you're after, don't just move on from that. Don't change the request. Don't forget it all together because some things take time. Some, take, some things take lots of time for God to put in motion. You have to lock it in. You have to lock it in. You pray the prayer and you lock it in according to this formula and then you just wait. Until. In our generation, we hate the word until. We don't like until. We like now. But sometimes the prayers that you're praying, they might very well be the right prayer and they might be the very thing that God is about to answer. And sometimes you may have given up just before the breakthrough came. You may have changed the prayer. You may have forgotten the prayer. You may have moved on to another prayer. And God's like, and I was about to do a miracle in your life. And you moved on. Lock it in. Lock in the prayer and hang on to that until. And sometimes until might mean years. Has that been the case for any of y'all? There's been times where the, that the Lord answered the prayer for me very quickly and other times where, oh my lands, it was something that you prayed and you prayed and you hung on to and you clung to and you stayed in the word and you kept your faith and you just kept on and on and on. And finally, the breakthrough came and then you were able to give the glory and the praise to the Lord because you knew at that point could not have been anybody but him. Gone on so long. Had to be God. When you lock in your faith, you position yourself as somebody that God can answer and bless. So know what the need is. Pray over it. Hang on. Keep asking fervently. Wait till the answer comes. Don't change your mind. Don't quit. Verse 7 says that if you can't make up your mind, you can't be trusted. And you're not going to receive what you prayed for. Here's an instance where God says, here's what you're not going to get from me 
Now, the devil doesn't want you to receive the answer to your prayer. And your own flesh is constantly a battle, isn't it? Oh, it's always, you're always constantly battling your flesh to keep it out of the way. But, but when you pray according to God's word, way, and will, he wants to answer your prayer. You need to know that. He wants to. He intends to. He's going to. When you pray according to those things, he's going to answer. If you'll stay the course. So if, if, you're, if that's not happening in your prayers, then maybe you need to examine yourself in light of this word today. Because regardless of how long it takes, if, if it's the right prayer and it's worth praying, it's worth waiting for, and it's worth not wavering for. Amen? Years ago, many, many years ago, at the Dallas Theological Seminary, some of you have heard of that school, it's a great school. In their early days, they were lacking finances to continue to keep the ministry afloat. And they were in critical need one particular day. They needed $10,000 that day to meet bills. They were in a prayer meeting, uh, the students and the faculty, and there was a teacher there that some of you might remember the name, Harry Ironside, who was there that day, and he was he was praying. He's a lecturer at the school. But that, that very day, I want you to hear this, that very day he prayed this prayer. Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Please sell some of those cattle to help us meet this need. You ever prayed that prayer? Shortly after the prayer meeting ended, somebody went to check the mail. And there was a check in the mail for 10 thousand dollars that had been sent to the school just a few days earlier got there that day when they were praying and the friend who sent it didn't have any idea of the need or the amount or the prayer that was being prayed but he simply included with his check a note that said I sold a few of my cattle now doesn't always happen that quickly but when it's the right request, it always happens. You got to lock in your faith. That formula says you ask in faith, not doubting, and then persevere until the answer comes. That's it. I'm done. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. So simple, yet so profound, so powerful. If we would pray according to your word, will, and way, then we can ask in faith, not doubting, and we will receive the thing for which we pray. If we will lock in our faith, if we will stand upon your promises and your word, we will see the answers to our prayers. Help us today, Lord. 
some of us in this room and those that are watching us with the live stream desperately needed to hear this word today. It's a life-changing word for someone, especially for the one who's praying a prayer that they're really, really urgent about. They needed to be encouraged not to change their prayer, not to quit on their prayer, but to lock in their faith and wait until the answer comes. Would you help us today, Lord? As we examine our lives in light of this word, would you help us? Would you bring to mind things that perhaps are hindrances to answers? Would you bring to mind those prayers we've prayed that perhaps we have allowed to, we may have forgotten and moved on without? Would you bring those things to mind? Because I don't want the warehouse in heaven to sit full of blessings that were on their way here but got stopped because of a lack of faith. Encourage us today, I pray, Lord, by your word. We have not because we ask not. How many times have you reminded me of that, God? I bless you and I praise you. How many people in this room would lift your hand right now to say, wow, this message is for me today. Hold it up there real high. Lift them up and hold them in that. Wow, I really needed to hear this today. I've been praying. I've been seeking God. Keep those hands up if it's you. Keep them up. I've been seeking the Lord. I've been, I've been praying fervently. I've been, everything you said, Pastor, I've been, I've been doing it to the best of my ability. Keep those hands up in the air and everyone else who has a prayer that they need to pray, an urgent request that they need to they need to ask of the Lord, that you're sure now it's according to His will, way, and word. I want you to join those that have their hands lifted by lifting your hand as well. Everybody in this room would say, "There's something that there's something that I want to believe God for. There's something right now that my that God is challenging me. My faith is is swelling up in my spirit. I want to. I'm ready to believe God, and I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to pray this prayer. As they lead us in this final song, you could put the hands down, but I want you to find yourself a place either around the altars, around the seats. There where you're sitting is fine. Stand, sit, walk, kneel. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, however you, however you feel like that you can lock in with the Lord, I want you now to remind the Lord of that prayer. Remind Him again. Remind Him again. Or if you haven't prayed it yet, pray it. And then I want you just to sit in His presence through this song. You don't have to talk the whole time. Just tell the Lord what the need is. And then I want you to just sit and rest in His presence and see if He says something to you. You need to hear from Him a whole lot worse than He needs to hear from you, right? So pray your prayer. Lock in your faith. And then just sit in the presence of the Lord and listen to see what he has to say to you.